This podcast has been sponsored by the 2018 champion, Matt Albright. Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey fellas, I love the podcast. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Scoop and Poop. I'm your host, Giuseppe, and with me once again is Primetime. And before we go into it, Tony, there was something that you wanted to say. Yeah, there's a very pressing matter that I need uh, clarification on. Uh, During the Bitter Marks podcast, uh, which is a wrestling bullshit kind of podcast that we do with Sasha and Pee Wee, uh, in this ep- upcoming episode, I was asked to clarify the official stance of the Scoop and Poop podcast of the matter of Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. Now, I know we have a guest host, and I know the guest host is going to go here, but Giuseppe, for the record, can you please choose a side? So, what I'm going to say is this. Rarely have Primetime and I ever agreed on anything in the history of our friendship, which I think is a, is approaching, I don't know, 22, 23 years. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I stand firmly with Primetime is Brett over Sean. No! Oh, my heart yeah. is broken. Um, it's only logical. It's only logical. Well, more to come on this, because if Turtle is Team Sean Michaels... That's still a two-to-one majority. So, uh, I guess stay tuned next week, and we'll finally get the... Uh, That's the poll you should put on the website. Yeah, for sure. Sean versus Brett? Yeah. You don't need no this. problem. I'll do it right now, and then we'll have the same five people vote. <laughs> Santino will not vote. <laughs> I will hand out logins to different people I meet on the street and have them vote for Brett. <laughs> you would. You goddamn Bret Bret Hart people would do that. Hashtag stop the steal. Okay, so now I will ask you stop the steal. Uh, I just put the poll question up so that way that uh, somebody can vote, whoever wants to vote. So I'll ask you the the would you rather prime time. And I'm starting to scrape at the bottom of the barrel to come up with these. So with the NBA draft taking place tonight, which I know is a different sport, it got me thinking about the draft in general. And would you rather have two first-round picks in the draft and not another pick until the fourth round or zero first-round picks but three in the second round? All other rounds are equal after that. So you get one third round or one fourth round, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I would definitely go with the multiple second-round picks. Uh, the first-round pick, guys, they're nice, but uh, it seems like every year there's like a 50% turnaround between injuries and not performance and... Let me tell you why you're wrong. Okay, go ahead. Because you're not getting Patrick Mahomes 
in the second or third round. You have to get a first-round quarterback. You have to in football. Are we talking about fantasy or? No, no, this is NFL. This is NFL. Ah. Yeah, it's NFL football. Like, Sorry, I'm th- I was thinking fantasy. Yeah, then no, I agree with NFL. Tony. I think two first-round picks would be great. So I'm okay. I'm the opposite. Then I want volume, and the reason why is actually Prime Time's original point, which is the failure rate of draft picks is so high that I want volume. And while the second round, in theory, is going to produce less prolific, like top, like percent guys, you're going to get a lot better options at those like all pro. Pro Bowl guys who are not the top at their position. So, like, you're not getting the top, you know, quarterback or, you know, that sort of thing, but you're going to get maybe the, like a top wide receiver or a top, whatever the case may be. So, that's the reason why I'd rather go with the volume. That was my thinking. So, at least there's a split on it. So, I guess it is, it's a little bit closer of a, of a conversation than I originally thought. So, that's good to know. All right. Let's go into the waiver wire. Waiver. Wire. Waiver wire. It's the week 11. Waiver wire. Oh my God, it hurts me just to know that there's only a couple more weeks left of the season. We're going to start it off with our co, our uh, fill-in co-host here. Uh, <laughs> Bishop spends $36 on somebody called Salmon Ahmed. Apparently, Mr. Salmon is a running back for the Miami Dolphins, and he cuts John Smoke Brown. Uh, nobody else bid it on Mr. Salmon, so uh, I think you overpaid a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay, no, no regrets? No regrets? No, yeah, definitely no regrets. Uh, I can't bring that money with me next year. Let it roll. That's true. It's you, good to know because you don't have any money to bring with you anymore. You're down to a dollar. That is correct. <laughs> you need to hit the clearance rack if you're going to be uh, <laughs> making any purchases this uh, rest of the season. And then we only had two more waiver wire pickups. We had Worm doing both of them. Uh, $8 on Alan Lazard. I could have goddamn sworn he was on your team, Giuseppe. Uh, I had to cut him when uh, What's-His-Fuck didn't, didn't play this week or last week. So I had to cut him to pick up... Uh, that bomb on the bears. Okay. What with Moni, Moni, Moni. Moni, Moni. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, he cuts Jalen Rager, uh, so he's back on the free agent pool. Um, and then Worm with a four dollar pickup of Tony Pollard. LOL. I don't know what the hell he's thinking there. Uh, <laughs> Everybody wants a piece of that Dallas offense. You yeah. figure mm-hmm. with with him having uh, Amari Cooper, he would know to not want anybody on that team. But. I guess so. He really wants to score 50, 51 points again, I think. Uh, uh, and he drops Devonta Freeman. So uh, he is available to be had if you would like. Uh, we did have a couple free moves. Uh, Pee Wee McLean picks up Carlos Hyde. And drops Danny Dimes. I did not know that he was on a roster, so that's a move. Uh, <laughs> picks up Devontae Booker and cuts Henry Ruggs, so he's swapping Raiders there. Interesting move. I think he's hedging for Josh Jacobs as a Jacobs owner. He wants the the handcuff. Good call. It's it's a good good idea. And then we had Matt. 
uh, picking up Josh Reynolds and cutting George Kittle. Now, George Kittle's out for the season. He cannot be kept. Uh, I don't know why he didn't do this earlier, but he has done it now. Uh, Matt also picks up the Colts kicker and cuts the Rams kicker. So if you want some of that Rams action, there's some on the waiver wire. Uh, you don't. Kai Forbath was trash and got hurt, and now they just signed Matt Gay. So I would stay clear okay. of that situation. Excellent analysis, as always, Giuseppe. I'm actually surprised that Rodrigo Blankenship was available. He's like uh, a relatively high-scoring kicker. but Not anymore. Micah, Legion of Zubaz, picks up Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and he cuts Drew Locke which I didn't know he rostered three quarterbacks, but that's interesting. And we had one more move. We had Kowalski picking up LaMichael P. Ryan and cutting Jordan Wilkins. Uh, I have no analysis or thoughts on this move whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess he used to have the starting court running back in with the Jets at Le'Veon Bell. Then he got he got moved to, the, to Kansas City. So he's like, you know what? I need to get back into that Jets thing. Yeah, just the bad offenses. People are hounding for bad running backs on bad teams, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and that is going to do it for the waiver wire segment. Awesome. Now we go into emails. There's a letter in your mailbox. And before I actually go into the emails, I would like to uh, point out a excellent post that was created on the message board. And since we have the gentleman who who wrote it up prime time. I ask of you, can you please read the, the posts that uh, you, you put on the, the board late Sunday evening? Uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, the post says I will be formally contesting the results of my matchup this week against sleepy King worm points continue to pour in for him after the games had concluded. I will be asking the Supreme court to do a recount of all legal points scored in our matchup. <laughs> And it'll be proven that I won by a landslide. Fake news statistics websites like NFL.com and ESPN.com, among others, clearly have an agenda and a slant in favor in my opponent's favor. After the recount of all legal points show that I won by a landslide, I will continue to make this league great again. Bravo, Thank you very sir. much. Well, I stand, stand by every word. You know, you're not much of a fantasy football owner right nowadays, but uh, man, you can write an email. That's a great post. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, then we go into our first actual email, which comes to us from Kowalski and appropriately titled Slime Time. He says, did Bishop change his name because his team is a fraud? Primetime, you're on the show. Why did yes. you change your team name? <laughs> uh, referring, okay, hang on. I've, I've changed it several times since then, so I'm, I'm assuming he's referring to hashtag uh, stop the steal. Yes, because this was the email came through on the 16th of November, so I'm assuming that's the, your, your team name at that point in time. That's how you get movement started, Kowalski. You put a hashtag in front of it. You go to Twitter and whatever the Republicans use, uh, partner, whatever it's called. <laughs> Facebook. You go out there, I think it's called you make Facebook. your case. Uh, actually, Micah and I are in discussing a, a rally outside of Giuseppe's house. <laughs> we're just working out the dates of when we're going to go there and, and pick it. <laughs> Maskless, of course. 
very much. Speaking of Micah, next email comes from the Iron Man himself. The, the subject line is West Texas State. He writes to us, while we sit on pins and needles waiting for the score of the Srech Couch Bowl to retabulate it, let the lawsuits begin, I was thinking about the football and wrestling connection. Now, this is pretty clear. He is a frequent emailer of the Bitter Marks podcast, so it's uh, very appropriate that he would, he would make that connection. He says, of note is the football alumni of the West Texas State football program. The list is a murderer's row of legends. Dory Funk Jr., Terry Funk, Bruiser Brody, Stan Hansen, Tully Blanchard, Tito Santana, Ted DiBiase, Manny Fernandez, Barry Windham, Blackjack Mulligan, and former waiver wire commentator Dusty Rhodes. Not to mention non-wrestlers like Cloyce Box and Mercury Morris. Congrats to Pee Wee on the Week 11 victory. Thank you very much for the, for the email. Like, I did not know that West Texas State is it, it, this has to be a high school, right? I don't think there's an actual college called West Texas State. I don't know, but that I mean, and all those guys couldn't have played together. I think this is just no, no. He's saying that, that that there's like a list of guys who oh. played like alum football alumni. So basically, that the school has produced a shit ton of rustlers <laughs> who played football in. Again, I, I don't know if West Texas State is a, a college or what not. What do you think but, Dusty played? Offensive lineman, right? I don't think so. I think that guy can move, man. I think maybe fullback or tight end. I could see a full. I think a dusty fullback is a interesting proposition. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? Why not? Yeah. That man had feet like a dancer. Okay. He's the the son of a plumber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I just looked it up. West Texas State is a college. So that that is a thing. Dusty um, went to college? I guess so. Yeah. Interesting. But I'm trying to find what position Dusty played. Um, but I'll bring up an, another point to Kowalski while you're looking at that. <laughs> Kowalski, this is the second email regarding the hashtag stop the steal. So obviously we're doing the the right thing that it's drawing eyes to the the steal, so it cannot be perpetrated again. Because it, it, it could have been you, Kowalski. I'm doing this for us. It also, doesn't say what position he played. Dusty also played in the Continental Football League on the Orlando Panthers, according to this website. Yeah, I also found, found that as we're well. We're probably looking at the same article. Yeah, probably. I'm now looking at Wikipedia to see if there's anything in there. But... Yeah, it just says that he tried out for the Boston Patriots, but he was cut. And then he played for the Hartford Charter Oaks in the Continental Football League until he played baseball too in oh, college. Dude. All I, right. Then maybe he was definitely built differently. He was yeah. he was a Renaissance man. Okay. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying are you shocked that a, a fat person plays baseball? Have you not <laughs> Seen the athletic ability it needs to play baseball? <laughs> I think Fair. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth was like three hundred pounds. <laughs> okay, that's that's a valid point. Not that Babe Ruth is three hundred pounds by any means, <laughs> but like that. Yes, there are some guys like Paolo they smoke Sandoval. cigarettes in the outfield, <laughs> like Bartolo Colon. You know, there's, there's bigger guys that play in the in the uh, league. Yeah, 
Okay. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that one. So, all right. Well, thanks everybody for the emails, bitter marks guys. Like you've got some homework to do. Find out what position dusty played in college football, please. <laughs> Tony, I know that the predictions are really useless at this point, especially since I'm, I'm basically picking upsets just to try to catch up. <laughs> yep. What were the results? Well, um, actually, I think, yeah, let me retabulate here. I fucked up. Uh, <laughs> Turtle and I both tied with four out of six, and you only had three out of six. Because Yeah, because I picked, like, BDI and some sh- other shit like that. Yeah, you picked BDI, Matt, to win, and they did not. So, um, unfortunate for you. Uh, on the season-long total, I think this is pretty much over, guys. Uh, I have 43, and you and Turtle are back in another heat. Are dead heat with 35. So you guys are both kind of sucking wind back there. And uh, I think it's pretty much over. <laughs> so I will look forward yep. to uh, get, collecting your money. And let's get in to the games for this week. We have a barn burner to start. I do have Turtles picks, <clears throat> so we're covered there. Let's start off, as we always do, with Prime Time's team. And he has... A new team name and avatar this week. His new team name is called How Many Lights, Santino? And it looks like some sort of Klingon uh, or a Romulan, I'm not quite sure, in front of four lights. Uh, And he is playing Santino's It's Time to Loot. So since we have you on the podcast, is this some weird Star Trek thing? Uh, It's not weird, but it's a Star Trek thing, yes. And it's a Cardassian. And, is that Chloe uh, like or Cam is and Chloe? Cam? Yeah, yeah. Which one? I don't know what that means, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a mind fuck. He's uh, asking him how many lights are behind him, and whenever he says four, he shocks him. Ooh. He's trying to get him to say five to break his spirit. Ooh, is that what you're trying to do to Santino? Yes. Excellent. I am gonna break Santino's spirit. All right. Well, I th- I would start off saying that Turtle picked bishop to win and bishop is a 26 and a half point favorite over santino who does not have uh his best player in the lineup as of yet uh in patrick mahomes so this number is definitely going to move as soon as that happens giuseppe so uh why don't you go ahead and see who you're going to pick this week well i gotta i gotta chase upsets right so i'm gonna pick santino i've uh vegas has their defense is missing well as of today recording Wednesday, eight of their starters are in like COVID isolation right now. So I don't know how many of those guys are going to end up being able to play come Sunday, but I don't like the fact that eight out of the 11 are not playing right now or not able to do anything right now. So Kansas City's coming off a bye week, which is always, you know, good. You rest the players, everything else you can, you can prepare. And if Vegas is shorthanded, uh, you can get a good thirty-plus point game out of uh, out of you know Patrick Mahomes. Beyond that, I like Kareem Hunt. He can he continues to do work. You know, I'm hoping that Santino takes Jarvis Landry out of his lineup and puts any literally anybody. Yes, including Grub- Gronkowski. I'd take more Jefferson or Gronk over Jarvis Landry this week, and I think he's he puts himself in a good position to win. So I'm going to take Santino. I love it personally. I love it. Um, I think Santino will win this game. Fucking hell. But that's not who I'm going to pick. 
Okay, good. Because last week I successfully cursed Primetime. I picked him to win, and he did not. So I'm not going to break tradition here. I'm just going to mention that uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for five touchdowns. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but when Vegas and the Chiefs played a couple weeks ago, the Raiders won, and after they won, they drove their bus around the stadium honking their horns. (laughs) Such redneck behavior. Yes. And guess what happens this week? You mentioned all their players have COVID. Patrick Mahomes is pissed off about it. I think there was an interview that they are not happy about what happened there. And uh, they are going to stick it to the Raiders this week. Um, but since I got to pick prime time, let's just say Jameis has a, a huge game and uh, Salman Ahmed scores two touchdowns. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I am going to agree with Giuseppe and take Santino. Uh, one, because I always take Santino regardless. It just happens to be he's playing this week. You mentioned that thing about the the Raiders, but the over-under in that game is 56 and a half. Well, the offense is there, and and Carr, I think, I, I said it during the last podcast, but he averages like 20-something fantasy points for every time they're at home, and they're at home, so. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to definitely take Santino. I don't like any of my guys. They're all terrible, garbage. I'll, be, I'll have the fifth overall pick next year, probably. <laughs> I mean, even more proof. So Kansas City is a seven-point favorite on the road. So that's if they were at home, that would be a ten-point spread to yeah. a team that they lost to at home. So that's that's to tell you like what Vegas thinks about what's going to happen. <laughs> Their to own Vegas. team, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next matchup. We have Turtle and Avitsa's fucking savages versus Matt's hanging with Mister Connor. What's my theme music? <laughs> Which is a shout-out to Hanging with Mr. Cooper. And we just figured out that En Vogue did the theme song for this this show. I did not remember this until I had to look it up for this this segment here. Uh, I'm loving this. Uh, I was a big fan of the show. I was going to say hot take, but probably the most underrated show during the TGIF block in... uh, in, uh, the history of the of TGIF. I think that other shows like A Boy Meets World got a lot more, I think, you know, like I guess cult following, whatever the case would be, but Hang with Mr. Cooper was fantastic. And Holly Robinson gets it done like every Dude, day of the week. Roll tide, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, the cast was was stronger than I had originally thought like by looking at it, which I I was I did not know that Nell Carter was on there from Give Me a Break. Oh yeah, fame. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so all right, yeah, um, uh, great show, great show. Well, Turtle picks himself in this one is not a shocker, and he is a twenty-six point favorite bishop. And uh, Matt has been putting up some fights. He has not given up, uh, and I we all appreciate that. But what do you think this week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Matt because I think Seattle is done for. I think, uh, what we saw from Russ last week is a sign of things to come. He also had like a, a 
bad game against Buffalo, too. I mean, it was a decent fantasy game, but he had like four turnovers, two fumbles, two picks. I think they're asking him to do too much, and he's not that great. So uh, give me Matt. Okay. Wow. That's a, that's a shocker, but uh, I like it. Uh, I'm going to go the other way, personally. Um, I think uh, Russell Wilson, you mentioned it's been a two weeks now that he has, they've lost. They're on a losing streak. And they get a quick game here with Arizona uh, on Thursday night. Now, Josh Allen just tore up the uh, the Arizona Cardinals. So I think, uh, I think Russ gets a bounce back week here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is not playing, and he still has Mike Davis. Um, so light them up, Turtle. I think you're going to have an easy easy win this week. Yeah, I have to pick my spots when it comes to being, you know, going against you, Tony, to at least have a snowball's chance in hell. And this is unfortunately one of those where I can't take. I think, you know, Wayne Gallman, as funny as it sounds, being on a bye this week really, really hurts Matt. Um, 13, 9, 11, 16 in his last four games. Those are, are really good numbers for a running back. JD McKissick, by the way, has been so solid since um, Alex Smith came back. He's averaging, I believe, I forget like the exact number, but like four, he had 14 targets in, in week nine and 15 targets in week 10. So he ain't carrying the ball, but he's definitely catching the ball. So he he's fine, but the problem is like Let Murray has to play this week because of Gallman being on a bye. You know, it's uh, Josh Reynolds might be a sneaky good play. He's actually been pretty solid the last few weeks, but not enough. I think that you know you you can only have so many bad weeks when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks, and I I can't see three in a row, and so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Turtle here. All right, let's go to the next matchup. We have Kowalski's Cracka Ass Crackas versus Worms. Team Taylor. Now, uh, Turtle has picked Kowalski. I think he has always picked the Balls Mahoney so far, which is probably a good call. And and uh, Kowalski is an eight-point favorite. Now, uh, Giuseppe... Uh, who do his who do his Packers play this week? I guess is the real question, uh, and it's Indianapolis, which is uh, that's a pretty tough defense. So I don't know. Yeah, tough defense in the dome. Devontae Adams, I I don't believe it. I think it's bullshit. And primetime, you got to help me out here because you're in Wisconsin. But like they're making it sound like he might not play despite because of an ankle injury. But he played on Sunday on that ankle injury against uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, that's the first I've heard of this, but I don't listen to the sports talk here. <laughs> oh, yeah, like because he was limited in practice, and like they they said during like the interview that that like or like like after the practice that like he said like yeah you know if if I'm if I'm not feeling up to it I might not play or something along those lines again I think it might be BS but man oh man Worm has a lot of his running backs average or not on a buy this week. That's probably why he picked up Tony Pollard and paid money for him. I really want to take Worm because I think Green Bay might actually struggle. And I play Tony in, in the Yahoo League this week, and I have those same Packers, and I feel like I'm due for a letdown game because I'm steamrolling everybody in that league. I'm 8-2. and two. 
Um, ugh. but I can't do it. There's just not enough depth on Worm's team. Tyreek Hill could drop 30, but like I don't know how much he's going to get out of everybody else. I'm going to reluctantly take K-Wall here. I'm going to agree. I should did I mention that Turtle picked K-Wall. I'm going to say it yes, again just did. in case I didn't. But yes, I am also picking Kowalski uh, by hook or by crook. He, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to get it done. And you just mentioned it, man. Like His running backs this week are terrible. Tony Pollard and Jonathan Taylor. Now, Jonathan Taylor has been in the doghouse uh, while being in a three-headed monster uh, in, in Indianapolis. There is no rhyme or reason to the touches in that, on that team. So you can't, you can't, you can't guarantee any volume. I think Chris Carson comes back this week. I think, uh, Kowalski is going to have an easy time this week and I'm going to take Kowalski. Uh, I am also going to take Kowalski, but I don't think Chris Carson plays. I think he has to play that P Ryan guy. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Worms team is there's too many cowboys on it for my liking. <laughs> and not, <laughs> More, not the good cowboys there's, either. There's yeah, there's two. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a pretty easy one for K Wall. Packers, uh, Rogers and Adams aren't going to explode, but he doesn't need them to explode. So I'll take K Wall. Okay, let's go to the next matchup, and this is the game of the week. Much like we thought this was going to be the game of the week last week with Primetime and Mike. We have my COVID mania versus Mike's mask up bitches. Both teams, seven and three, both teams leading the division. And Turtle picks me to win. So he, he makes it a clean sweep for the Balls Mahoney, which I love. I love it. And I am a three-point favorite. Very tight game here, Giuseppe. I am... I, I cannot wait to hear your analysis on this one. I mean, I'm repping my division through and through here. I'm going to take Mike. I think the you being a favorite is is interesting. Like I, I I think that you've definitely put up you know some some solid performances as of late and everything else. But at the same time, I mean, Mike has Alvin Kamara, who's coming off his best game of the season, playing at home against Atlanta with Jameis at quarterback. What do we think is going to happen? Kamara is going to get the ball early, often, frequently. And I mean, I, I don't see him having a, a letdown there. DeAndre Hopkins, Seattle's defense is the worst in the NFL when it comes to um, like, what is it, pass, like, defense or whatever, like, points allowed in, you know, to the passing, whatever you want to call it, it's bad. And DeAndre Hopkins is very, very good. So that's not a good combination there. It's a recipe for disaster. Uh, Deontay Johnson has been pretty solid. Um, I know Pittsburgh, it's really weird in terms of who's going to get the ball, but when he's healthy, he he looks good. And they're playing Jacksonville, and Pittsburgh is going to do a lot of work there, a lot of damage there. So, I mean... Again, I like your guys, Tony, but I have to go with Mike this week just because I'm, I got to rep the division, and I think he can do it. Uh, I'm also going to take Mike. Uh, one, because I want him to win. <laughs> Two, I want to send him $5 when he wins. <laughs> and uh, three, I think uh, losing Josh Allen this week is... Probably the worst week you could use not or not have him in your lineup when you're playing against Mike. 
I, I don't like that. The kid from Cincinnati, I know everyone else does, but I'm not a big fan. Okay. I'm going to take myself, but I think I think this three points is, is pretty spot on. I think this is going to be a nail-biter. Uh, you mentioned the great matchup of Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Hopkins, but I have Dalvin Cook against the Cowboys, which is pretty good. And I have DeAndre Swift against the Panthers, which is pretty good. Uh, James Robinson, your guy, gets... Probably the toughest rush defense in the league this week against Pittsburgh. So I think he might have a little bit of a speed bump. And I don't know what to do with Michael Thomas. I'm praying that it's a smash game. He could give me three points again. Uh, But I I think I'm going to squeak by. And uh, Joe Burrow is going to throw for three touchdowns. And I think I'm going to squeak by and get the victory. All right, let's go to the next matchup. We have Pee Wee McLean, BDI is a coward versus Micah's Legion of Zubaz. Both teams are six and four. Both teams are still in the wild card hunt or division race. Uh, Turtle has picked Pee Wee to win this game, and Pee Wee is a five point favorite, Bishop. So, what do you think is going to happen with uh, Ben Roethlisberger? He, man, he he would have been a great backup quarterback. You know, if someone would have had him on their team. You know they they could have uh, subbed him in when you know somebody gets an injury. It would it would have been a great move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the uh, draft me is smarter than the current me. I I saw it coming, but I just didn't believe it. But uh, yeah, fuck Ben Roethlisberger. He's a piece of shit. I'm gonna go with Pee Wee McLean because uh, I think his team has been on a roll lately, and I think he's gonna end up winning the division, if not the wild card, knocking me out of the playoffs. Hmm. I'm picking Pee Wee McLean as well. I think the Micah's team, you know, has been been solid, but Zeke, even though they're playing Minnesota, who has a very bad defense, has not produced in quite some time. And Andy Dalton, I believe, is coming back, which take it for what it's worth. I don't know how much of a, of a difference that's going to make. So I don't see him put, having a big game. Derrick Henry goes up against Baltimore. We all know Baltimore's got a great defense, so I don't see a ton going on there. Christian Kirk is a little boom bust. Yes, they're playing Seattle, who has a very bad secondary, so he does have the potential of going off, but we do know that DeAndre Hopkins is the number one option there. And TJ Hawkinson's streak of uh, positive games died against Washington. (laughs) And as Tony mentioned, Carolina's uh, run defense is one of the worst in the league, so they're probably going to get a lot of Swift and Peterson in that game and not as much of the Stafford passing game. So... I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, Pee-wee McLean here. We're going to make it a sweep. I think uh I think uh Kyler Murray is going to shred the uh the Seahawks secondary this week. And I I just think uh the rest of his team is just going to give him like 9 10 points each, but it's going to be enough if he gets the smash game from Kyler Murray. And uh Z- Zeke is coming back, but man I just don't I'm not a believer in that offense and I don't think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be good for the rest of the season. So, I'm going to take Peewee and McLean. Let's go to the last matchup. We have Giuseppe's The Bone Zone versus 
BDI's President D's Nuts, God Emperor, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Both teams are pitiful, three and seven. And this is a point it's a half point favorite for BDI, Giuseppe. This is how far you've fallen. And uh, I should mention that Turtle has picked Giuseppe to win this game. Um He's contractually obligated to do so. Yeah, I think he's, he's got a little side action on the line, so <laughs> he's rooting for you, baby. Um, let's see here. I did not look at the matchups prior to this. Um, you know what? I'm going to take BDI, actually. Um, I, I think Antonio Brown, this is his third week in, this, in the offense. I think those touches are going to climb, baby. And you know who they're going to come at? The, they're going to come at Chris Godwin's. He's going to lose touches. The other guy's going to get your touches. And I see Travis Fulgham in the lineup, which I uh, question how, why. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just give me BDI. I think I think he pulls it out this week. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Giuseppe on this one in the uh, battle for the number two overall pick. <laughs> uh, I, I actually like that Jamison Crowder guy. Um Kalen Balaji has been playing well. Uh, I don't know about Travis Fulgham, but uh, I can never just—I can never pick BDI for some reason. He's just too awful. Okay, well, if Tony picked BDI, I have to take myself, which I hate to do. Uh, Travis Fulgham is the number thirty-six fantasy wide receiver in our league, and he didn't play the first three weeks of the season. So. If he would have played the first three weeks of the season, he's probably top 20, if not higher than that. So he's not bad by any means. Last week, he struggled against the Giants, but the Giants are the only team that he struggled with against all season. Cleveland's defense is, is pretty solid, but not the greatest. Also, depending on the situation, I can plug Kenny Galladay in there. I'm waiting to see what happens there he's been practicing on a limited basis i want him to be in full by friday and then i'll plug him in um i love my kalen balage matchup at home against the jets especially since uh justin herbert got a haircut and now he looks like a prepubescent teen and i think that anthony lynn is not going to recognize him and he's going to be like who is this person let's get the ball to kenny ballage and uh, jo- josh uh, kelly and I don't think they're going to, you know, all kidding aside, I, I like the matchup. Miami's got a much better defense than the Jets, and he was still able to put up 10 points against them. So I think he can definitely do at least that, if not more. He seems to fit into that offense, for better or for worse, uh, pretty, pretty snugly. Nick Chubb is fantastic. He is um, very, very happy that I was able to, to land him. Philly's defense is uh, average at best against the run, so he should have a, a very good game. I mean, the fact that on uh, f- you know 14 total touches, he was able to get me... Um, f- well, I'm sorry, 19 total touches. He was able to get me 14 fantasy points, and he stepped out of fucking bounds. He could have had a 20-plus point game under normal circumstances. So, love him. Uh, for BDI, I mean, I'm worried about a lot of the matchups, to be perfectly honest with you. But at the end of the day, I need to try to make up ground. And uh, the only way to do that is by picking me here. Uh, so what do we got? Breakout players at this time, correct? Yeah. Who do you think? Who do you like this week? Who's, who's going to break out? Anybody got a guy? Well, I picked Santino. So I need to pick somebody on his roster. I'm going to go Chase Claypool. Uh, Pittsburgh's got Jacksonville. 
Ben Roethlisberger will probably throw the ball a decent amount of time. Uh, Chase Claypool has the potential of getting a couple touchdowns, so let's go with him. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike Leitro's uh, Deontay Johnson. I think <laughs> it, it's on a rotating basis over there in Pittsburgh, so it's probably his week to catch a couple touchdowns. All right, I'm actually going to pick Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> uh, they, One they, of us has to be they right. Get, they get Jacksonville. <laughs> Right, one of us has to be right. Is that how this works? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't going to pick Juju, but you know, since listening to what you guys said, that that thrilling analysis just just made me pick him. So, I should have kept Roethlisberger. <laughs> it's okay. You 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 were able to to parlay that into Emmanuel Sanders, who's been uh, a quality cog for. Oh wait, he's not even on your roster. Someone anymore. else, yeah, someone else probably. Salvan <laughs> uh, Ahmed. Whatever his last name is, you he's the future. Bitch. He's going to end up being my keeper next year. You watch. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, all right, Primetime, thank you again for, for being on the show and co-hosting. We uh, appreciate your availability on short notice. And uh, no best problem. of luck this week against the mighty Santino. I will need it, yes. <laughs> you can see me. You can see me. And that is going to do it for our week 11 preview fantasy football scoop and Brahart. All right, show's over. I'm tired. Scoop and Poop Fantasy Podcast now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.